This is Inspector Toolbelt Talk. Welcome back to Inspector Toolbelt Talk, everyone. I'm your host, Ian Robertson, and today we have on with us a fellow New Yorker, state of New York, uh, Rob Byrne. How are you, Rob? Excellent. And yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for being on today. Uh, you had actually reached out with us. I always love it when listeners reach out to us with ideas for podcasts, and I really like this one. You're going to talk to us today about team inspections. We're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages and uh, why you chose it and, and all that stuff, but I'd like to talk a little bit about you first so that the audience knows who you are. So obviously your name is Rob Byrne. Your home inspection company is Higher Elevation Home Inspections in Long Island. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Rob, and your company. Sure. Um, Higher Elevation is a family-owned and operated business. Uh, My son works with us full-time. I have another gentleman that works with us full-time as well. So there's three full-time folks that work with us, and we have four others that work part-time. Pretty much Hmm. when you need them, you know, they're there in a pinch. They don't depend on it, you know, as steady income, but they work with us. Everybody's licensed, and um, we all have some type of connection with one another, um, one of them is a lifelong friend of mine that we grew up together. He, um, he's an electrician, so he's part of the team. The other gentleman, Ed is a retired, uh, FDNY captain, uh, from the fire department. He has a background in civil engineering, uh, as well as myself with electrical and mechanical. So it's a well-rounded team. Okay, great. So I've always said that, um, fire, firemen make good home inspectors, they kind of know how to get in and out of things and what things are going to break and what things aren't. Uh, but that's interesting. You guys have a lot of, um, you have electrical background and civil engineering background, you and one of your inspectors. So sounds like you built a nice small multi-inspector firm for yourself. That That's fantastic. Did you have any bumps in the road kind of getting to where you're at? How long have you been inspecting? Over 10 years now. Was helping a friend of mine out with inspections prior to me actually getting into it full time. He was uh, doing inspections for a while, and I would go out and help him out, having the engineering background. Sometimes I was able to help him with some other stuff that was involved in the inspection, you know, above and beyond the inspection. And then he decided to move to Georgia, and I said, oh, might as well get my license this way I could do this. And then I met Ed along the way, and that's when we combined efforts, and then my son joined us three years full-time, and it's been uh, it's been pretty good. Nice. And in addition to... Being in the state of New York like I am, I'm I'm a probably a good five hours north of you. Uh, by the way, I got stuck at the George Washington Bridge a few weeks back. I do not ever want to drive anywhere down there. It's a nightmare. It's not, not my thing. Yeah, I know, right? It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can stay in Long Island because in between me and you is New York City, and I just I, I want to avoid all of that mess. But <laughs> um, sorry for anybody that lives in New York City. I, I just don't want to drive in your neighborhood. You, you're a great guy, but I don't want to drive in your neighborhood. It's that's funny. But um, you're also a, a fellow New York State home inspector instructor like I am. I've taught home inspectors for the better part of, man, almost going on 15 years now. Wow. How about yourself? Probably six now. Nice. And it, and it's great because you meet a lot of really, really good people that I've built solid relationships with throughout the years, mentored a lot, of, a lot of folks. And, you know, you've had a couple of podcasts. I forget the gentleman that you were speaking to about not keeping things close to the vest and kind of sharing, mm-hmm. you know, your knowledge and what you know. I think all of us in the industry would love to have everybody 
kind of on the same page with how we go about things and how we proceed with the inspection and that kind of stuff. And the only way the new folks are going to get that is from us seasoned veterans. And I'm, I'm always, you know, willing to help out and, and teach. Well, obviously, you know, as you teach the course, you have to enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I do. I, I really enjoy doing that. So I, I want everybody to try to get, you know, up to a, a standard quick because as you know you take your 100 hour course you do your 40 hours field inspections and you got your license well yeah your license <laughs> is no different than mine or yours we're both licensed new york inspectors but the difference is when it comes down to experience really yeah and that's beautiful and you're a man after my own heart i love to share all of that stuff because the people who are going to use it are ones that really deserve to have it anyways because people be like oh what do i do i'm like well here's five things oh that seems hard what else can i do you know it's like the people that take those hard things and actually do them that succeed but listen you're an engineer a home inspector of 10 years a multi-inspector firm owner and a new york state home inspector instructor I think you're really well qualified to talk to us today about our subject of team inspections, because at some point or another, most of us have either worked with a home inspection team, and when we say team inspections, more than one home inspector on one inspection, or we've thought about it, like, man, it would be really great to have somebody check all the outlets and windows while I'm doing all the big stuff, or I wish someone could do the exterior while I'm doing the interior. There's a buddy of mine Matt, he's CHP inspections. He's north of you, north of New York City, but in New York State, he does team inspections. And we were just talking about it yesterday. Hopefully he's listening. Hi, Matt. But uh, a lot of home inspectors like it. I actually used to, we used to do a lot of that team inspections and we stopped. And so I'd love to hear your perspective. So tell us why you chose to do team inspections, why you think that others should consider doing team inspections as well. Great question. And I thought about it a lot after we had our initial conversation. And for me personally, it's about the quality of the inspection. Because as you know, and I say this to all of the folks coming up, you do a quality inspection and it's just great marketing. Mm -hmm. People like it. When you're a two-person team, You can give the client your undivided attention, which is very difficult to do as a single inspector. As you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing everything and you kind of pull away from your client because you know you have a job to do. But at the same token, you want your client to feel important and you want to share that information. So for us, what we do is we have a routine, you know, Christoph and I or Ed or whoever, We start on the outside together, get a good perspective of what's going on with the house. And then once we get inside, I usually go straight downstairs. Christopher goes on the first floor, does everything, running water while I'm down the basement, which is the best place to be if there's a problem with water. Because if you're running it upstairs, you might not get downstairs for five or 10 minutes. And by that time, you know if it's a really bad leak, it could be a problem. So that's what we like to do. We've streamlined it to where... We can actually get, and I'm talking quality inspections, we can get three to four inspections done in a day Mm -hmm. with a two-person team. You have the routine. And what's nice about it is if you get stuck on that inspection with that client that has a lot of questions, I never, ever, ever want to run out on them. So it's very simple. I say, Chris, I'll meet you at the next inspection. He shows up you know, 15 minutes early, gets started on the outside, introduces himself, and then you would just tag along doing it that, that way. Even even on you know two inspections in a day, you never have 
that fear of not getting there on time. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, been my experience with team inspections. So I want to say this outright. I haven't done a lot of team inspections personally. Uh, anybody who knows me or has inspected with me, it's my show and this is what we're doing. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just not the personality type to say, hey, let me let me work with somebody. I, I went into business for myself because I like working myself. <laughs> so it, it just never really jived. And also, you really do have to jive with the person that you're inspecting with. You can't have like a weird distant office relationship. You have to know, oh, Rob's down in the basement right now. He's going to want the shower on. Oh, Rob, I need to make sure this is on and I'm not outside because Rob might call me for this. We need to be able to read the other person's mind. You know, um, somebody who I've often worked with on big projects is Jay Wynn. He's on our on our show sometimes. And me and him always... Drinking with Jay. Drinking with Jay. <laughs> yeah, you're a real listener. When do I get on that podcast? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want to drink with us and talk, uh, hop on in and we'll, we'll do another episode because I'm sure you have a lot of stuff to share. Great. Oh, my God. Yeah, and some good uh, selections of uh, different scotches and whiskeys that my son, my other son, has been turning me on to. And it's kind of nice because when you chill out and you're writing a report at the end of the night, that's the perfect just chill out, have a couple of sips and mellow out. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do another episode <laughs> and we'll drink in it. Absolutely. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, it, it sounds like you do team inspections with your son. So that's going to be an easy jive. Like you're going to be able to read each other pretty quickly. The problems that I ran into with team inspections for my companies are two things. One, logistics for money purposes. But number two, we kind of broke even on quality of inspection. Because here's what we ran into. And I'll give you an example. Me and Jay were actually inspecting a house one time. And whenever we inspect together, we kind of know what the other person is thinking and doing next. We have very, very similar styles. It was this giant mansion of a house. Jay's like, hey, can you help me out? This was many, many years ago. I said, yeah, sure. So, man, it's probably like man, a long time ago. But anyways, <laughs> I remember this very specifically because me and him have a habit of never taking offense when the other person checks our work. So when I'm done, I'm like, hey, can you check back what I did? And he said, yeah, just go back through what I did. And what happened was there's this window up on a balcony. And I took a picture of it because it was all rotted out. And it looked like it was coming from it was missing uh, saddle flashing against the wall where the balcony meets the house. And so it ran down and rotted out this window. Meanwhile, Jay's in the basement and he's looking at this sill plate pressed up against the deck. And he's like, oh, this rotted out because the deck is missing flashing. It was missing flashing. But what ended up happening was it ran down from that balcony and rotted out everything in the wall in between all the way down. So we found what we thought were two $3,000 repairs. When it turned out, it was one big $37,000 repair. But we figured it out because when Jay went back up, he goes, this window's right above what I saw. When I went back down, I'm like, this is right below that window. And we figured it out and put it together. Interestingly enough, the people who had inspected that house before us missed it. And it was, if I remember right, I know who it is. And they were a team inspection. And th that stuck out in my mind, that memory, when we talked about team inspections. You do better in that you cover more ground. And you can do things that you can't do as a single inspector. Like I always had their agent. They were always with me on the inspection. They would be running the showers. I'd ask them to turn off the tub. And they'd work with me. Mm -hmm. With another inspector, you can cover a lot of ground and test things out. Hey, can you turn on that light? No, I can't. Hey, did you turn off that GFCI all the way from another building in an apartment building? Yeah, that was all great stuff to figure out. But I found that sometimes the connecting the dots was hard. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys 
seal that gap? Do you guys walk back over each other's work or how do you go about sealing that gap? Absolutely. And that's a great question. And communication is paramount. We use walkie talkies during the inspection. So if I'm down the basement and I say, hey, Chris or Ed, you know, did you just what'd you just do? Because I'm getting water and then you can communicate. Yeah, I'm, I'm running the shower. OK, great. So seems like it's coming from the shower. Clearly, you know, when when the toilet bowl flushes, you could hear that. So we definitely communicate that way. But you did bring up a good point. We double check our work. Good. And when I say that, like if Christopher does the whole first floor, I don't ask any questions about anything. He'll walk the client around on the first floor and show them the deficiencies. What I do is I use the old fashioned camera with the SD card and I'm just snapping away, opening up the cabinet, taking a picture underneath the drains, just backing it up with a physical SD card. Christopher uses the mobile app, plugging everything into the, the mobile app as we go along. 90% of the inspection is done when we walk away from the house. Mm-hmm. We go home, we tweak it. So again, added benefit. And if, you, if you're thinking about you know dollar cost averaging, well, if you're a single inspector and you're going home and you're writing a report for X amount of hours versus two guys, two team inspectors on the job and you're going home and maybe you know a half an hour each watching a hockey game, sipping a you know little scotch and you communicate again, even after the inspection. And you're right. You need that relationship. Mm-hmm. You need that, you know, just orchestrated dance. And for me, I'm lucky because when I teach the course, I can see people that shine in the course and I take them on some field inspections with us when I can kind of fit them in. I'll even do personal training with them. I'll say, listen, let's pick a friend's house. Let's walk through it. Let's do it my time. But I want to see who these people are and how they communicate and how they operate, you know, not in a client-based inspection where it's just kind of, right, let's see what you got. You know, come over to my house. Let's just, you know, let's do the outside of my house and see. Let them try to do it on the mobile app and move forward and, and kind of get a feel for it. But going back to what you're saying, yes, and there's plenty of times when I'm sitting home writing the reports, just looking at the pictures, you actually find the deficiency in the pictures that you didn't see on site. And I'll say, and, and here's a perfect example, bloom frame houses. A lot of times you can't see anything. So I have a habit I'll take my digital camera, throw the flashlight, hold the flashlight underneath it, and just take a a snapshot up the bay of the wall. A, to show that there's no insulation, so we could demonstrate it from a picture. But a couple of times, you know, you take the picture and you're not looking at it on your phone, but a couple of times we found mud tubes in that area that you would never, ever see because it's behind the wall cavity. So little things like that, and I'll send the picture over to Christopher and he'll be like, yep, that's, that's mud tubes. And I'm like, can you imagine? Like, we would have never saw it. And we didn't see mud anywhere anywhere else around. So, again, it's it's good. It's quality. You did bring up a point of how, you know, financially it breaks down where is it financially worth it? Probably slightly less profitable because just like you said, you got two inspectors, you're doing that kind of stuff. But my feeling is you're going to get way more inspections together on a two-person team. And, and I see it. Yeah, and there's some legitimacy uh, both ways on that. So 
uh, just so everyone knows what Rob's talking about, my point when it comes to team inspections, just fiscally speaking, not talking about the purity of the inspection itself, because I find that there's advantages and disadvantages personally anyways that make it just net zero when it comes to the the inspections that I've seen over my experience. Rob and you and your son obviously have a, a fantastic connection there, so that that's important. But the fiscal part of things is I found the max that we could do in a day with a two-person team is three. So I could have two guys do two each. So we went from three inspections to four, increasing our profitability by 33%, hypothetically, just rough numbers, obviously. So fiscally, I found the team inspections didn't work out well for us that way. But I see your point that it is a strong advertising point to have two guys. And I do see the advantages you mentioned before, like, and we've had to do that before. One guy goes to the next inspection because the other one's taking a longer time. Mm -hmm. And I've seen other inspectors in my market uh, say, I have to go to my next inspection and end the inspection that they're on. Ouch. I know, right? If you you could see... (laughs) If you could see Rob's face, if you're listening to the podcast, it, it's the same kind of pain. And I've seen that there's one inspector in particular. He's just like, I got to go. He's done it many times and agents have told me. And I'm just like, that breaks my heart. That's like, you know, we're, we're samurais and that just broke the samurai code. Yeah. <laughs> you know, inspection is done when it's done, not when you have another appointment. Exactly. But anyways, so that takes that pressure off. You have a few more questions? Let's talk. You know what? There was one more crawl space here than I expected. Hey, Chris, you go to the next one. I'm going to dive into this crawl space. That, that's a beautiful thing, and agents do appreciate that. And we did use that as a marketing piece. It can help us to gain more inspections overall, but not as fit as many into a day. So I guess it kind of depends on where we're at. And I think it's worth noting that there are different types of team inspections. So you and Chris are both full-blown inspectors. I think either one of you on your own could just handle the whole thing. I've done different combinations. Like I've had two high-level inspectors on the same inspection. Great. Uh, I've also done ones where we have a trainee, mm-hmm. and all he's doing is you know testing windows and checking outlets mm-hmm. and taking our CYA photos. So we do CYA photos, so we'll just mm-hmm. walk around the house and take pictures, mm-hmm. take pictures of freezers and stuff like that. So when they say we turned it off later on, I have a I have a wine story. I'll just digress on real quick. I had a, they claimed that we had turned the their wine fridge off and spoiled six grand's worth of wine. On my way out, I always take pictures of every step. So I'll, I'll either take 200 pictures just walking out of the house until my vehicle drives away, or I'll take a video. So I'll video myself going out, getting in my vehicle, buckling, and then as soon as I start driving away, I turn it off. So I had documentation that when I walked out of that basement, their wine fridge was still on, and the agents were still in the basement. And one of the agents ended up paying for it because I think that's what I heard because they tried to come after me, but they they found out quickly that I had record that it was still on when I left. And they actually recommended one of their employees to me. They're like, this guy's thorough. He covers you and himself. And actually, so the sellers who lost all that wine actually ended up referring me. Anyways, I'd have, um, what I would do is I'd have a low level inspector. I say low level beginner, do all that stuff, plug in the outlet tester, take a picture. I like to get two or three outlets with a picture of the outlet tester in it. So everybody knows everything was hunky dory representative. Take some pictures around the house just for our own file. That video walking out, get my ladder all set up, you know, make sure the closet's clear where the attic access is. And he's not really doing any quote-unquote inspecting. 
He's just doing all the, you know, little stuff. That I found out worked a little bit better, but harder to keep people engaged. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Have you ever tried that? Yes. And what I do is one of my favorite classes to teach at the school is report writing. Yeah. So when we do report writing, the classes that we do and, and the owner of the school, he does six hour classes. So most people would rather come in at four o'clock, break for half an hour of dinner and leave at 1030. So they come in, you know, 24 hours CE credits, great, four classes, you're done. When I do report writing, I have everybody bring in their computers, their mobile apps, and we actually do report writing. I'll put a bunch of pictures up and I'll say, okay, this is an old slate roof. You know, take your, take your iPhone out, landscape, take that picture, take a bunch of pictures, now upload it, go into your report writing, and, and let's actually write a report. So what I do is, and exactly what you do in the beginning, take them out, just see how they interact, see how they show up on the inspection, what they look like. You know, and again, I always tell the new inspectors, don't say a word. Whatever you want to talk about, keep in your mind, you're driving home, I'm driving home. I'd rather have a conversation with you on the phone. And that's great. That always works out. But what I try to do is to get them to that next step and keep them engaged, like you said. Train them on the mobile app, get all the general info in that's required. So go into the mobile app, take a picture of the boiler, get the plate in there, all of that stuff. So you go one step at a time, and before you know it, they're an asset to you on an inspection and not as a high-level inspector, like you said. Yeah, it's just eventually they're going to either want to do their own thing or be a high-level inspector. Correct. That's why I say it's hard with the engagement on that level. Yes, yes. The, the only time I've seen it work out long term is with family. So there was one inspector, his father-in-law retired, and he's just like, I want to basically just grab ladders and mm -hmm. take pictures of light bulbs. Mm -hmm. And so he hired his father-in-law and he just follows him around inspections and worked for many, many years. Yep. He's probably still doing, if I remember. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, but that's the only time I've ever seen it last long term. Otherwise, you get a young guy getting into the industry. Eventually, he's going to get bored. Mm. He's going to want to expand, become more, which is great. So then if you're going multi-inspector, now you have a whole nother inspector on the crew. Exactly. If, if he wants to go off on his own, okay, fine. Now you have another guy out there that you can say, I trained him. Yes. It gives you street cred, but more importantly, you can call him. Hey, I'm sick. Yes. Um, can you cover me? Yep. Hey, one of my guys is sick and I have three inspections scheduled today. Can you cover that? Yep. Um, those are good things to have. Yeah, definitely. Good, good point. Let me ask you, how do you guys handle it? How do I put this? So I get into a groove mm. and the times that I've done team inspections personally, I found that it takes me out of my groove. So I imagine the reverse of that is true too. So you're used to inspecting with your son each and every day on every inspection, but now maybe he's sick. How do you handle that with maybe the agent saying, why is there only one of you here? Or we always show up with two. And we still have Ed. Okay, that's right. Just like Christopher, we got that groove. We don't even say anything to one another. One goes up, one goes down. You know, one's grabbing the ladder, setting it up, which we could digress and talk about walking the roof ladder safety with two inspectors. Yeah. Seriously, there's a lot of times you can't get on a roof by yourself, but with two inspectors, you can. Because if you think about it, a lot of times we will set up a ladder, we'll get up on one roof, and we have to bring up the shorter ladder to make that transition to the upper roof. So we could do that. You can't do that with one inspector. 
Oh man, if you really want to get our listeners going, we should have a podcast someday on getting physically on a roof versus drone inspections. Ooh, if you really want to get everybody going. Oh, we can go off on a tangent. I think that's a good one to do with Jay and have a couple of drinks while we're doing <laughs> I, it. We would need a couple of drinks to be able to present that because, man, it, there's nothing fire that gets people fired up on the inspection communities more than that question. I watched one guy on a Facebook group yes. say that one day just to get everybody fired up, and I'm like, oh, man. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, no, that, and that, that's a good point. And, and by the way, we do we do both. But if we can get on a roof, we're getting on it 99% of the time. Yeah, and yeah, we'll, we'll leave that at that. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I think a combination of it is good, personally. Yes. I don't think it should be one or the other. I think it should be a little bit of both. But I do kind of wonder about some of the other advantages. So we have a thing that uh, a bunch of inspectors around will like message each other when we're going to, into a, a sketchy inspection. Hey, here's the address I'm at. Uh, I'm headed in. Mm-hmm. I'll check in every 30 minutes. And we do that to keep... Very good point. Yeah, we do that to keep each other safe. Uh, and we had a podcast with Bob Madewell one time. If you remember that one, he got attacked by a couple of squatters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've had my dealings with squatters, a couple of homeless people, and hypodermic needles. I got attacked by dogs. What was it? Three or four Dobermans. Ooh. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, it wasn't fun. I still can't feel part of my left leg. But um, there's an advantage to having two people in the world that we live in nowadays, and especially like if we're we think oh we're out in the country, not much can happen. Yeah, no. Sometimes you know, if you've ever seen Deliverance, maybe. Maybe you'll think twice about that. You know, I live out in the country and some of the country spots, I'm kind of like, I'm more nervous here than if I was downtown. You know, at least downtown, there's other people that will pick up my bloody body and bring me to the hospital. So do you find you feel more comfortable with? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 1000% for that simple reason, being there together. And (laughs) I always joke around because, you know, we carry our tool buckets or tool pails, whatever we have. And we always have a crowbar in there. You know, you're checking for termites. So we, <laughs> I like using a crowbar, but it serves a dual function. <laughs> Let's be real. But um, yes, that, that's a very good point. We, just a couple of weeks ago, we were in an area that was you know, a, a little sketchy. But, you know, don't look like that, you know, guy that's waiting to get, you know, take advantage of. Just kind of, you know, chin up high, just walk. I'm not saying, you know, and when there's two of you, yes. And then the clients show up and then it's good. But then there's a lot of times we go into areas where nobody's even there. Like Mm -hmm. the agent will say, all right, here's a lockbox, go into it, which we don't really do much around here, but we go into areas and it's not the best. So I always tell Christopher, do not get out of your car till we're both there. Yeah. And then, you know, but that, that's a good point. If you're going out and I'm going to bring it up in class with the folks, if you're going out on an inspection by yourself, just reach out to you know somebody. It's, there's a bunch of people you could have a phone number for, or even somebody at your house. That's a really good point. I'm going to this inspection at two. Every 30 minutes, I'm going to shoot you a text or something. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I'll set a reminder on my phone, you know, check in with so-and-so or make sure to text so-and-so or whatever it happens to be. Location sharing you can do on your phone. Uh, here's where I'm at. You know, in my area, there was a real estate agent that was murdered, and we brought out other examples of real estate agents getting murdered. And, you know, anything can happen, not even just danger from dogs. And there's guys out there, oh, I, well, I concealed carry, and okay, great. You have three dogs running at you, you know, hitting a moving target. Or, exactly. 
or you, uh, you're climbing up on the roof and all of a sudden you touch the power lines and you're laying on the ground. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. I got thrown up against a, uh, a little tunnel wall underneath this old house because they, they buried some, uh, service wire to the barn out in the back and it was, you know, it was damaged. They just ran it, ran it through the crawl space and I didn't know it was there because they covered it in dirt, threw me up against the wall, but there was a bunch of people there and I was laying there. I'm like, this had hit me just right or there was nobody here. I die. Done. I'm done. You know? So there's advantages no matter how tough we are or what we think the situation is. We're doing a dangerous job. We're up on roofs. We're in crazy things. You know, having two people there is a lot better. But yeah, if you're alone, shoot a text message out. Know somebody. If it's your husband, wife, sister, cousin, uncle, uh, Rob or me, (laughs) you know? No, seriously. Yeah. You know, I I think that's a really good point. And I would have no problem being part of that so-called another team like you're talking about. I, I think that's great. I really think... That anybody listening should really take take Ian up on that, and um, and, and vice versa. I'd have no problem monitoring somebody. You know, hey Rob, going here this place at two o'clock. Great, got a text to two thirty. And yes, I, I think being a community unto ourselves, I think it's I think it's really important and, and help each other out and cover each other's back. Great point, Ian. Great point. Yeah, and so to get back to to um, your point of the advantages of a home inspection team, mm. so I brought out my disadvantages and why we stopped, but I'm not saying it's bad because a couple of the home inspection companies in my area that have been really successful have blown up because they do team inspections, especially if you have a lot of ancillary services. So if you're doing home and septic inspections, really nice to have two guys on there. So you're, so you're not there for six hours and agents like, you know, what's going on, man? (laughs) What are you still doing here? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you bring you brought up a good point because there's times we do really, really big houses, eight, 10, 12,000 square feet. Yeah. You need to. I'll go with me, Chris, Ed and Charlie. Yeah. And it's very simple. All right, Charlie, you're doing all the electric and plumbing. Chris, you're doing the exterior and we just break up and we could literally be done in two and a half to three hours. And then, you know, the the other guys can peel off and just go about and then I stay there and, you know, walk through with the client and stuff like that. But everybody's on the mobile app. Everybody's putting their data in. We're syncing up. Um, When we hit full sync while we're on the mobile app, I can see what you did. So, which is really nice. So every 15 minutes we'll hit full sync and then I can see the data you put in. It'll come to my phone as well, as well as going up into the cloud for uh, for report writing. But um, yeah, that's that's an advantage having you know you know folks in the bullpen. It's like, all right, let's go. Here we go, guys. We're going out, and we we always have fun. We go on inspection. It's serious, but people see the relationships between us, and they really really dig it. It's like wow. And you roll up with a father and son routine. It's yeah. like kind of. You can't beat that. Kind of cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love you, Rob, but I, I wasn't going to describe you as cute, but okay, sure. Let's, yeah, well, let's, we'll roll that way. I don't know. <laughs> no, not me. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny when, when, when Christopher rolls up and he's like, you know, you see him on the website and um, a lot of the real estate agents like, is he married? Is he going out with anybody? I'm like, I'm not going down that road. He thinks all women are crazy. <laughs> That's a totally different podcast. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, we said we're not allowed to bash anybody. I'm sorry, but no. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> can't live with them, can't live without them. But no, it's it, it, it's it's all good. But um, I, I think that family owned, like, for example, when Ed comes out, you know, we're great friends, 
but we we te- I, I tease people. I say, yeah, you know, I, I took my <laughs> grandfather out today on an inspection. Meanwhile, they're like, he might be ten years older than you, but he's not your grandfather. But you know, they look at Christopher and they're like, oh, that's Christopher's grandfather. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's that type of guy. You know, someone you meet throughout the years, and and they yeah. just they, they just become family. It's it's not even a question of a doubt. It's like you know, you always say, who would you want to be in that foxhole with? Well. I, I have I have a half a dozen people that it would be hard to decide one of the six to be in there with, and and Ed is definitely on. And one that's of them beautiful. So I'm going to reiterate that point that we've said already. If you're going to do a team inspection, you can't hire them like you hire any other inspector. So I'll be honest: when you hire another inspector that works separate from you, you want to be close with them, but there doesn't have to be that connection. So he's a good inspector, great guy. But on the weekends, he does his own thing. He's, he's his own guy. We need to have some sort of friendship and bond with the other person if we're going to be on the same team. You know, it's it, it may be a wrong illustration, but it's kind of like you look at your marriage mate and across the room, something's happening and you both know what the other is thinking and you can just deal with the situation. You need to have some sort of similar connection. You can look at them and go, oh, yeah, I got this. They know where to go and you know where to go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard to find. I guess this may be why... Team inspections aren't as prominent as I would expect them to be. Uh, there's a lot of guys that do them, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of our industry doesn't. And I think part of it is because, first of all, less revenue, ultimately, I mean, logistically speaking. But second of all, really hard to find somebody that you connect with like that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely at the point now where Christopher can go out with another person and be a team inspection as well as myself. We're definitely at that point where we're busy enough to be able to do it. And a lot of times we have extra inspections where, you know, I'll just call Ed up and Ed and Charlie mm-hmm. will go out or Ed and Chris and then me and Charlie. So we have a nice circle to be able to, to know, like I know... I don't call Ed on Wednesdays and Fridays because he's golfing. <laughs> That's it. End of story. So he's off He's off on Wednesdays and Fridays. We know that. But any other time, he's not vacationing or anything like that. He's there. And we communicate. It's like we'll talk on a Sunday and say, Rob, you know, yeah, I know Wednesdays and Fridays. It goes Thursday afternoon. I got an appointment or whatever. So we kind of lay out the schedule for the week. And as we go, we just kind of slide and plug people in. So it's worked out well. And then, you know, at, at times, you know, we do split up. And if I know the client and I know the realtor, sometimes I'll do the inspection by myself because I know it's it's going to be a non-issue if I mm-hmm. show up by myself. So, you know, it's, it's rare, you know, like a small condo or a co-op. Yeah. We're not going to go with two people. So one of us will go. They don't expect to have two people. Like, you're not going on the roof. You're not going in the basement. You don't have access to it. So it works out well. But yeah, the, um, the knowing your person is important because as I teach the class – and they're there for all those hours, and I'm taking them out on field training, I can tell right away. Because there's probably been a dozen people that I knew would know would not fit our team effort of how we do things, communication. And here's a big thing. When I'm with somebody or, or training them, I'll send them your podcast, oh, you. and I'll say, do me a favor, listen to this. Now, if they call me back the next day and say, hey, I listened to that podcast. It was great. Let's talk about it. Okay. But if I send you a podcast, and it's three weeks, and you haven't listened to it, that's kind of telling me something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm giving you the material. Let's talk about it. Are you into this or not? If you want it to be part-time or whatever, that, that's okay. Just let's communicate. And you can kind of get a feel from, you know, you, you break bread with them. You go to lunch. Maybe you'll go out for dinner. There's two people that were seriously thinking about bringing on full-time where they're literally going to leave their jobs 
but you know, I we have to. I have to take that responsibility to say, hey, this person has to make X amount of dollars mm-hmm. a week. So it's a big responsibility. So we're we're working towards it. But part of the deal is, okay, let's go out for dinner. You know, your significant other. You know, you have a twelve year old daughter. I take my wife, Christopher. We all go and kind of you see the interaction with people, how they deal with the waiter or waitress, or how they talk to their significant other or their child so you could see a lot from that and and i think that's important that's um not only a great approach but i think more unique than you might 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 realize i think too many of us think too much when we're hiring another inspector instead of feeling it out and the best way you can feel it out is how they like you just said how they interact with their family um, how they interact with you? Are they are they comfortable in that situation? That's going to tell you a lot about the connection on site that you're going to have with them and then your client. But absolutely, I, I really appreciate you uh, plugging our podcast. But this has been great information. I think you've given us a lot to think about when it comes to team inspections in general and the advantages of it. I do want to conclude though with a plug for uh, where you teach. Because uh, I respect the fact that you didn't throw that in there. Uh, but I really, for our listeners who are in Long Island, you know, w- where do you teach? How can they get a hold of you if they want to learn from Rob Byrne? Um, it's Sunrise Career Institute. Um, the owner's name is Bill Lepardo. Um, he's uh, he's actually moving to a new location in Farmingdale. So, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate you, you throwing that shout out there. And re- really super nice guy, continuing ed. He does continuing ed classes. He does the full uh, 100 hours for, for your licensing. So, yeah, they could definitely look him up. Or if anybody has any questions, Ian, feel free to give my information out, my email, my phone number. I have absolutely no problem picking up a phone call because we do a lot of driving. And I tell people, Ian doesn't do enough podcasts in, in, in a week. I mean, you listen to it 45 <laughs> minutes, it's done. Okay. And one of, one of the other guys was saying, yeah. I think it was, yeah, we were- Mike t- Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, by the way, that was a great, great podcast. Oh, I love Mike. We've had him on a bunch. Really? Yeah. No, solid guy, like really valid points. And um, yeah, he's he's definitely good. But um, I, I enjoy the company on my drives. It's like, how much can you listen to- the radio or, you know, the news, which is, it's another story, but, you know, sports, you know, ranges are out, Mets are kind of like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, let's have a conversation. Keep me company. I got a 45 minute drive and we just chat. So yeah, please. I have no problem with anybody, even with the school, if, you know, they want information with that, we can, we can connect them with that as well. And, um, you know, help each other out. Well, Rob, you've been awesome to talk to. We're going to have to have you on the show again, because I think there's about a million subjects that we could probably talk about. (laughs) Uh, But again, Rob Byrne from Higher Elevation Home Inspections over in Long Island. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us and looking forward to the next one. Yeah, thank you. Talk soon. Thanks, Ian. Have a good day. You too. On behalf of myself, Ian, and the entire ITV team, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can catch our future episodes as well. And if you have any feedback, please send us an email at info at Also, don't forget to check out our brand new app for home inspectors, scheduling and report writing, all in one easy to use app. Check it out now at inspectortoolbelt.com.
The views and opinions of this podcast and its guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Inspector Toolbelt and its associates.